news. 20 minutes from now. Hickey's Pickies. We got Army Navy. We got the two biggest games in the NFL. Chiefs uh, Bills. Eagles Cowboys. You want to get involved? Be this week's contestant on the fastest growing game picking segment in radio history. 855-212-4227. 20 minutes from now, the countdown is on. The countdown is also on to Sunday night football. The game I'm most excited about this weekend, Eagles at the Cowboys. This game from the Dallas Cowboys perspective reminds me a lot of Custer's last stand. For those maybe not all that familiar with history of our great country, let's just go back about, I don't know, 150, 175 years Ago, Lieutenant Colonel George A. Custer, he was in charge by the U.S. government of leading soldiers to try to push out Native Americans in the Battle of Little Bighorn. What happened during Custer's last stand? Him, all his men, slain, never to be heard of again. That's, I think, exactly what's going to happen to the Cowboys on Sunday. They're not dying. No, no, no. They're not going to actually slain. But their Super Bowl hopes are getting slain. And then, most importantly, after they lose to the Eagles on Sunday, they are to never be heard from again when it comes to Super Bowl discussion. I am sick and tired of hearing the Dallas Cowboys name thrown into Super Bowl conversations when any time there is a big game played, they lose. You cannot be a Super Bowl contender when all you do in big moments is lose, and then the other times, all you do is beat up on bad teams. I am sick and tired of the Cowboys losing close, calling it a moral victory. Oh, we're really right there. No, you're not. No, you are not. And when you lose on Sunday to a banged-up, limping-in Eagles team, The words Cowboys and Super Bowl can never be used in the same sentence again. Because you look at this game on Sunday night, a real contender wins this game. The Cowboys are not a real contender, which is why they're not winning. But a true Super Bowl contender beats this Eagles team. Look at the advantages Dallas has on paper. Jalen Hurts is coming in banged up, right? That knee injury is obvious, and it is hurting his play, especially in the first half. He has gotten off to really slow starts in the game, um, and that's been a problem for Philadelphia. So Hurts is banged up. That defense right now is leaking oil big time for Philly. And you had the 49ers go up and down the field on him, running the ball, passing the ball. They had no problems whatsoever. The week before that, Josh Allen had his way with that Philly defense. They are leaking oil big time. And you have now, I would say the 49ers, but also the Bills in back-to-back weeks, lay out the perfect game plan from an offensive perspective on how to beat this Eagles defense, and also from the 49ers' perspective, defensively, how to slow down this Eagles offense. So really, if you go back to the last week, the 49ers laid out a perfect game plan for the Cowboys. How you beat Philly offensively or defensively. 
So that's fresh in the Cowboys' mind. Jalen Hurts is banged up. You have right now that Philly defense stinking. You have Dallas at home in this game, also at home this season, averaging 41 points per game. They're an offensive juggernaut at AT AT&T Stadium. Also, pretty damn good defensively. Third in total defense this season. Fourth in terms of points per game allowed. So, again, you have a defense playing at a high level. An offense at home playing at an extremely high level. You have one of the best turnover differentials in all the league, so you're forcing turnovers. You're not giving the ball away a ton. And you go back to the first time these two teams met back in Week 9 in Philadelphia, I would argue the Cowboys lost that game more than the Eagles won it. Like, you could easily say the Cowboys outplayed the Eagles despite losing the game. So everything going into this game favors Dallas. A real true contender wins this game when you are facing a banged-up quarterback, a bad defense, an offense that at home for Dallas is lighting it up, a defense that's been really damn good. You're turning the ball, or you're you're forcing a lot of turnovers, not giving the ball away a lot. And in the first matchup, outplay the team you're playing right now. Real Super Bowl contenders win this game, which is why I don't see any way the Cowboys win this game. I don't. Because this is a classic Dallas choke job. Anytime you start to buy in and believe, anytime you look up paper against a good team and say, oh, this is a big matchup, but I mean, man. Cowboys got this one. They'll let you down. They find a way to lose. They find a way to disappoint. That's what I think we are going to see here on Sunday night. I don't see a way that Dak plays well that this defense gets enough stops, that Mike McCarthy in a big spot here makes the right decisions, that penalties don't come back to bite this team, which they have a ton this year. I just don't see how the Cowboys win this game because for as long as I've been alive, at 29 years old, as long as I can remember watching football, Dallas loses these kind of games. And for me, the Cowboys got to prove it. I have gotten burned enough in buying into the Cowboys in previous years, thinking this is the year. It's going to be different this year. I promise you that. They're not going to be a pushover. They're not going to be frauds. They're not going to deceive us yet again. This talent that they have with how they play against bad teams, it's going to actually come through. And damn it, they're finally going to break through and win a big one. And each time they fail to do that. So with Dallas, I got to see it first before I believe it. I'm sure as hell not believing this week is going to be the week that Dallas breaks through here and wins a big game. And when they don't, we are having a new rule implemented on Hick at Night right here on CBS Sports Radio, and that is this. When Dallas loses on Sunday, any caller, any person associated with this show speaking on these airwaves, if they use the words Cowboys and Super Bowl contender in the same sentence, banned from the show. Banned from the show. We are not doing it. We are not doing Cowboys. We're not doing Super Bowl. We're not doing Super Bowl contender if they lose this game. And so until the next time, from Sunday until they win a Super Bowl and actually lift and hoist the Lombardi Trophy, those three words, Cowboys, Super Bowl, 
are never to be used in the same sentence on this show. Ever. We'll have a, I'm already in the process. We're going to have a sounder made for it, a little trigger warning as well. Those words will be banned because there is no reason to actually use them and no reason to actually believe before we see it that the Cowboys are true Super Bowl contenders. That, to me, is shown and proven true yet again. Sunday night, they are not winning this game. They're not winning. This is a game that, again, leans in every way you look at it, leans to a Dallas victory. But in prior history, this also leans. These are games Dallas loses. Eagles win despite that team getting embarrassed last week, despite Jalen Hurts limping into this game with one leg, despite that defense being awful. Eagles win on the road. I'm going to say 27-21. They sweep the season series from the Cowboys and send the Cowboys yet again into the dark depths of not being good enough. Not being elite. And that is why, after Sunday, Cowboys, Super Bowl contenders, never again using the same sentence on this show. So 855-212-4227. This is really your last chance. If you are a Cowboys believer, if you still, if you think I'm being too hard, this is the last chance to get it out before we never have this discussion again. Is there a reason? What is the reason? You are believing in Dallas this weekend. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Also on social media at Ryan underscore Hickey in the number three. If you think Dallas is actually going to come through, and win a big-time important game, love to hear why. 855-212-4227. That is also the number to give us a call to participate in Hickey's Pickies. Week number 14 is here. And if you want to give your picks, you feel good about the board here. We got. I'll tell you the games right now. Army-Navy, Jaguars-Browns, Colts-Bengals, Bills-Chiefs, Eagles-Cowboys. Hickey's Pickies, let me tell you, has been hot. You look at the last few weeks here. Caden in Texas last week, 3-2. and two. Alex two weeks ago, 3-2. and two. Matt in Boston, 3-1. and one. Glenn in Toronto, 4-1. and one. Dave in Canada, 3-2. and two. Five weeks in a row. Callers have been over 5 for yours truly here, it's been one, two, three, four, five, six weeks in a row of over 500. So we have been hot right here. As a reminder, this portion of the show is brought to you by, of course, Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and one out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at Wesley Financial Group. .com. Tim is on the line from South Carolina. What's going on, Tim? Hey, not much, man. How you doing this morning? Tim, we're feeling good. Hopefully, we are feeling some winners. You feeling like that? You feeling lucky? Oh, yes, sir. Let's go. Let's go, Tim. 
All right, we got four NFL games, one college game. Let's start with the college game here. An ode to this great country. Army, Navy. Army right now, three-point favorites. Game is in New England. Who are you going here? I'm actually going to take the underdog on that one. I got Navy. Navy. All right, I'll go Army. I'm an Army guy myself. Never never served, uh, but always did root for the Army growing up. So, Black Knights, let's go. Army beat them by three here. I'll take Army. You will take Navy. All right. NFL time here, Tim. Jaguars at the Browns. Browns are three-point favorites. This is a tricky one here because guess what? We got no quarterback answers for any side. Joe Flacco or Dorian Thompson-Robinson for the Browns. That's a possibility. Kevin Stefanski not giving up uh, his card just yet. For the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, a game-time decision. Uh, so his status won't be decided until Sunday. Um, C.J. Beathard will start if Trevor Lawrence can't go. So very hard game here to pick when you don't know who uh, the quarterback is going to be for either team. Any sort of guess here, Tim? I'm actually going to lean towards Jaguars on this one only because of the running back ATN. All right. I like it. Um, I'm going to lean the Browns. That defense for Cleveland is allowing just 10 points per game at home. I think it's like 30 um, is the exact number when they're away from home. It's been a huge discrepancy, but they are a better home team, especially defensively. So I'll take the better defense in this game. Um, so I'll take the Browns minus three at home slinging Joe Flacco or Dorian Thompson Robinson. Either way, give me Cleveland. All right. Another interesting game here featuring backup quarterbacks in the AFC Colts at the Bengals Bengals right now at home. One and a half point favorites coming off of that big time performance from Jake Browning on Monday night against the aforementioned Jaguars team. I'll be honest, Tim, I'll go first here. Full disclosure, I'm a Colts fan. With that said, objectively, I do think they're winning. That Cincinnati defense is horrendous. Can't stop a nosebleed. Can't stop the run. Can't stop the pass. I think the Colts are going to run the ball a lot on Sunday. Run it well. Keep, I mean, this is a this is a phrase here. Keep Jake Browning on the sidelines. And I think they make this game a little bit slower. Colts win on the road. What are your thoughts? I was actually going with the Colts myself on this one because I can't stay in Cincinnati for anything. Really? Are you a AFC North fan? Diehard Steelers all day, every day, born and raised. That makes sense, Tim. That what is with AFC North fans moving to South Carolina? We got um we got a, a caller here on CBS Sports Radio a lot, John from South Carolina, big Browns fan. Is now South Carolina like the you know the new spot people move down to? I moved down here about 20 years ago from Pittsburgh. Okay. And so it's, 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 it's always been in my blood and always will be. Nice. All right. All right. Not a, not a bad way to live whatsoever. That is for sure. All right, Tim. Bills at the Chiefs. Chiefs coming off a bad loss. Bills coming off a bad loss two weeks ago. Off the bye here this previous week. Chiefs at home, favored by a point and a half. Who are you going with? Chiefs are going to bounce back. Buffalo has nothing. I agree. Short to the point. I got nothing more to add. Big bounce back spot here. Uh, I think the uh, the Bills are cooked, especially defensively. I'm with you. Giving the Chiefs at home minus one and a half. Easy money. All right. Final game. Biggest game of the week 14 slate. Uh, slate. Eagles at Cowboys. Cowboys three and a half point favorites. 
I'm assuming since you called in, Tim, you just were listening before, so just spend the last 10 minutes on my why I think the Eagles are going to win this game. I have zero trust in the Cowboys until they actually prove it. So, Eagles getting three and a half points. Give me that all day, Tim. Well, I'm sorry to put it to these Dallas fans. Super Bowl, only if they're playing Madden. <laughs> I like it. Uh, look at us. So, we started off disagreeing. You're on Navy plus three. I'm on Army. You're on uh, the Jaguars plus three on the road. I will take the Browns at home minus three. And the final three, we do agree. Both on the Colts plus one and a half on the road against the Bengals. Both on the Chiefs at home minus one and a half against the Bills. Both on the Eagles uh, getting three and a half in Dallas. A lot of winners here, Tim. Let's keep the good vibes going in terms of winning record. Appreciate you coming to Hickey's Pickies this week. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Tim, be well. Enjoy South Carolina. Enjoy the nicer weather. Although I will say here in New York City, it's going to be 60 degrees on Saturday, which I don't know if is a good thing or a bad thing. I'm someone who hates the cold. So it right on the surface, why would you hate 60 degree weather? 60 degree weather. Tomorrow, or I guess really later today, is SantaCon in New York City. Now, I hate to admit it, at 29, I think I'm too old for it. I think I'm too old. I will not be participating in SantaCon, getting dressed up, getting drunk as a skunk, bouncing from bar to bar in New York City. But a lot of people will. And I think the warm weather is only going to encourage more people to go. Like if it's raining, if it's cold, if it's snowing, I think some people, not, not most, but some people would stay home and not go. But if you're talking now almost 60 degrees, a little sun out, oh boy. That is perfect, perfect day-drinking weather. So it's going to be, I think, an absolute you-know-what scene uh, along the streets of New York City. Mass of humanity of drunk guys and gals dressed up as Santa parading along the streets. It's going to be a mess. And I really hate the fact that I sound so old right now, even just saying that. But it's the truth. I got no life. And now I'm too cool to have, or too old to have fun, I should say. But either way, hey, be nice weather. Hopefully you're enjoying it, Tim. Hopefully you're enjoying it wherever you are listening as well. All right. We finish off Hickey's Pickies with the biggest game of week 14, Eagles-Cowboys. I have no faith in Dallas in this spot whatsoever. This is a game that most contenders should win. The thing, though, is Dallas, to me, is not a contender. They're not legit. They've been in plenty of spots where they could win big games and cement their legitimacy. They have failed to do so. I don't think it's starting here. I think Philly wins. And once Philly does win on Sunday night, that puts an end for good of ever again talking about the Dallas Cowboys and the Super Bowl conversation until they actually win it. You know, forget winning. Until they get there. How about that? Until they actually just get to the big game. If they lose on Sunday, I never want to hear the words Dallas Cowboys and Super Bowl contenders in the same sentence again. What are your thoughts here? 855-212-4227. If you are a believer in Dallas, if you think I will be looking like a fool, egg on my face, tell me why. Oh, let's go right to the heart of what we're talking. Let's go to Shay Cohen from Fort Worth, Texas. Hello, Shay. Uh-oh. Shay. Hello? Don't be like Dallas here. You got me? I'm on air? 
You're on air, Shay. Oh, here we go. Okay, here we go. Dak Prescott. Third down conversion. 90th percentile. His, his quarterback rating is 90% on mm. third down. Okay? Yep, we follow. He's, he's a... He's a legitimate uh, quarterback of the year. I mean, what are we talking about? Here's what, what we're talking about, Shane. Here's my problem with Dallas. Dak has exemplified and made my entire point with this season specifically. He's having a great year statistically. Two games, though, where you actually needed him to play his best. 49ers game, three interceptions, he was terrible. Eagles game in Philly week number nine. Three touchdowns, impressive. But, but, Shay, just like the Cowboys, when you needed Dak the most— Fourth quarter of a close game could not come through. Killer sacks. Now, I'm stepping out of bounds is, look, on the two-point conversion, I'm not going to get on that much for it. I think it's just, that's just tough, bad luck. But the two sacks, inexcusable down the stretch that really made that touchdown conversion almost impossible. When you needed him the most this season, he has shown up zero times. I totally disagree. And I listen. I listen to you all the time, and I really appreciate. Thank you, Shay. How you re, how you report? I mean, you have opinions, but you're pretty you're pretty on the norm. <laughs> but I guess in this you. case, not the norm. Yeah, yeah. Well, we <laughs> don't agree. Um, everybody hates on Dak every year. You know why? He's the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. They do the same thing in Tony Romo. But let me ask you this, Shay. You live it, right? Obviously, I don't. I'm here in the Northeast. I'm not a Cowboys fan. But isn't it fair, though? I'm not talking about the hype Dallas gets. But it's fair when each time they play a big game, whether it's Tony Romo, whether it's Dak Prescott, you want more from your quarterback, and they don't come through. And it's not just him. It's the entire team. But they consistently don't come through in the big games, and it's over and over and over again. And they beat up on a bad team. And then people are like, oh, we're back in. Look how good the Cowboys looked against the Commanders. Well, how about you look good against the 49ers for once? How about you look good against the Eagles for once? Like that, to me, Shay, is where they keep on falling short. And even though they have 11 wins every year, it's never against the teams you need them to be against. Okay, here's here's my take. Um, if Dallas plays Philly in the playoffs, first off, they're going to beat them this weekend. But if Dallas plays Philly in the playoffs, that's way better than playing San Francisco. San Francisco is the best team in, in the NFL, period. They are. They dominated Cowboys. They dominated the Eagles. They're the best team. So, just like the you get in the, you get in the game, or you get in the – tournament and you have a chance that's just all it is i would much rather see the cowboys face the eagles in the playoffs than the 49ers what's your answer to i mean the four i mean in terms of one of the two yes because the 49ers have your number and they're way better preacher the call shade they're way better than the the eagles we just saw that last week and that eagles defense is problematic but again i can't give right now the cowboys the benefit of the doubt because even when they have the talent advantage even when they are the better team in a big-time matchup, they can't come through. It's over and over and over again. And I believed, Shay, 
in the Cowboys two years ago. I was all in that this year is truly different. And you find new ways each and every year to just get proven wrong and get let down. So I am done. I am at my breaking point. I'm, I'm not even for myself in terms of believing. I'm at my breaking point of this, this discussion in general. I don't think they're worth, if they lose this game on Sunday, worth talking about in terms of being real contenders because all it is is an okey-doke. Get your wound up. They beat the bad teams. They'll kick the crap out of the Giants, no problem. They'll beat the crap out of the Commanders and the Bears and make you say, wow, look at this team. They look good. Woo! They look good. 49ers. Eagles. Can't win them. And you can't be a, a good or elite team if you constantly lose to teams that are equal, if not better than you. Stacy's calling from Dallas. Hello, Stacy. Hello. How are we doing, Stacy? I'm good. How are you? We are doing well. We are doing well. Are you believing in Dallas this weekend? No, I'm not. Um, wow. Sorry, no argument for me. I totally agree with you. Um, it's why I'm a former Cowboys fan and I just agree with everything you say. Former. And, and as far as you, you gave up on them? Excuse me? You gave up on the Cowboys? Yes. What? Do you root for a different team? Well, I'm originally from Louisiana, so I've been a Saints fan for a while. But growing up, you know, being um, closer to Texas or closer to Dallas, I was, you know, Cowboys fan. But, yeah, it's over just Interesting. really just ownership decisions. Um, you know, it makes no sense that Jason Garrett was a head coach for 10 years over that team. So right. Jerry wasted a lot of what could have been potentially good years for Dallas. Look at what a decent coach like D'Amico Ryans is doing with C.J. Stroud. And it's just a lot of stuff, really, that just goes to the, um, the knucklehead general manager who's also the owner. So, you know, I mean – Digs up Mike McCarthy and brings him here. They let Kellen Moore run loose for too many years. Look at what he's doing out there with Justin Herbert. Nothing. <laughs> so I'm, I disagree with you. And as far as what Shane said, that you were just hating on Dak because he's the Dallas quarterback, people only talk about him at all because he's the Dallas quarterback. When you look at the postseason success or lack thereof, the team is not that relevant. So to your point, I don't know why every year, and believe me, I, I mean, I'm a little, I'm much older than you. I grew up, I love Tony Dorsett, and, and, mm -hmm. I, but it's just ever since Jerry ran off Jimmy Johnson, and really just after that, it, you know, I hung in there for a while, and finally I was just done. And you saw it, Stacey, like well, you know what a Super Bowl contender in Dallas looks like. Has there been anything close to that in the last, let's say, 15 Not years? Not nothing, no, because that, that was a well-oiled machine. And here locally, uh, Daryl Johnston will participate on the radio, and he made a comment weeks ago. He said, under Jimmy Johnson, he said, Coach Johnson did a great job in managing um, so we weren't on this roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And he, this was like three weeks in. And so he referenced that first game, the opening game against New York Giants, where I think the score was like 45-0. Yeah. And he said, you know, Jimmy would have picked that game apart. And what we would have been talking about is everything that went wrong, not right. So then you don't get this big head like Michael Parsons and people, you know, he was 
oh, we're elite. We're elite. It's us in San Francisco and the Eagles. And then when they played San Francisco, they got thumped. Right. Now, admittedly, yes, the Eagles lost last week as well, but wasn't that like their third game in 13 days? I think they were just exhausted. That's no comparing when San Francisco, you know, thumped Dallas. <laughs> right, and also, Stacey, too, right, the, the Eagles in the middle of a murderer's row schedule. Appreciate the call and appreciate your perspective. Really, that's, uh, again, that's exactly what we're kind of looking for here on the show. But, like, they beat Bills are fine. The Bills are off the off the you know kind of off the course here, but they went into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. Already beat the Cowboys once this year, and they went to the Super Bowl last year. So they've gotten to they beat the 49ers. They've gotten to big games and won big games. And I think to your point, you're kind of talking about what you saw when the Cowboys were actually humming and winning games and being Super Bowl contenders. And now where they are now, the common thread is Jerry Jones as the GM putting the team together. Head coach hires less than inspiring. Offense coordinator hires, not great. Making the move to get him over the top, not great. Managing emotions like you pointed out as well. I think it's on another thing too. They just ride the roller coaster, get too down when things are going poorly, get too high when things are going great. They're not like a well-coached team. They never really have been for a while. Jason Garrett's not a good coach. And Mike McCarthy, look how much. This is the most penalized team in the league. The last time we saw them against the Seahawks, they played the also most penalized in the league, and it was the referee show. But those penalties, like, it's the small things that there's a reason why the Cowboys can win 10 games in the regular season every year and then get bounced to the first round of the playoffs every year. They don't do these small things well. Penalties, situational awareness, going forward on fourth down or not, having play calls ready. Like, look at how the Cowboys have been bounced in the playoff and the playoffs in recent years. The trend is the same. It's not, oh, we just we didn't have enough talent. Oh, we, we just don't have, you know, a great offensive line or, or a great head coach, whatever it is. It's a lot of small things. Clock management. Timeout usage. Lack of penalties. Not committing stupid penalties. Small things have continued to bite the Cowboys in the rear end, and they don't get addressed because it's not the shiny or sexy thing that Jerry Jones wants to focus on. That's why you can get past those penalties when you're playing bad teams and win games in the regular season. You can't get past the small things in the playoffs when you're playing teams equal, if not better than you. Those small mistakes you make, great teams capitalize. It's happened in the past. It's going to happen again on Sunday, and it's going to happen again in the playoffs when Dallas reaches there. So I'm sick of talking about it. Cowboys are not Super Bowl contenders. They're not winning Sunday. Don't get your hopes up. I so badly want to sing to this song, but I will spare everybody right now. I'll let Florence and the Machine do her thing. And I'll, yeah, I'll save your ears, save your sanity, and let the pros stick to what they know best. I'll just stick to trying at least to talk sports right here. Hick at night, Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. If you missed any part of the show, Hick at Night Podcast. Check it out. Subscribe. It's free. Night spelled N-I-T-E. Everything. All four hours of this show, anytime I'm on CBS Sports Radio, all uploaded to that podcast page. Again, Hick at Night. Night spelled N-I-T-E. It's free and available wherever you do get your podcasts. So this week, Michigan made news that they have offered 
Jim Harbaugh a mega contract extension. Now, with that said, I don't see any way Jim Harbaugh is on the Michigan sidelines next year. I think he wants to be an NFL head coach. He's shown that with his actions, right? He's each of the last two years, he has interviewed for NFL head coaching jobs. He has now rejected the NFL. The NFL has rejected him each of these last two years. So it's not like he's picky with where he wants to go. He wants to get back in badly. And so not only do I think that that is calling him and why he's going to leave Michigan this year, but I think this is his last chance to go back to the NFL. This feels like one last real opportunity for Jim Harbaugh where if he can't get a job this cycle, I don't see him ever getting back in the NFL. Like, look at what right now he's got going for him to where if teams, despite this success, don't hire him, when are they ever going to hire him? He just went 13-0. Just won the Big Ten title for the third year in a row. Is going to the college football playoff for the third year in a row. Beat Ohio State for the third year in a row. If that success at Michigan, that dominance at Michigan, is it enough for an NFL team to say, you know what? He's killing it at Michigan. He went to a Super Bowl and three NFC title games with the 49ers. We got to bring him in. This guy's a winner. If teams aren't saying that, like if they, if we go through another cycle of NFL head coaching searches and Jim Harbaugh's name is not said or not chosen, when is he going to get hired? If not now, when? That's why I think this is his last shot. He's tried the last two years. He's interviewed with the Vikings. He's interviewed with the Broncos. He's had a, like a preliminary discussion with the with the Panthers. None of which materialized into an NFL head coaching job, but he's come close. But if not now, when? That's why I think that Jim Harbaugh is going to be in the NFL because I think he will get hired, but also think he realizes if I don't get a job this cycle, I may never make it back in the NFL. So I think his desperation level and maybe some of even, you know, he'll concede some prerequisites that he thought he needed to have beforehand in the last few years. Maybe he'll drop some requirements for him to be hired by a team and he'll give up some control in order to be the head coach at the NFL level. But it's also, too, like not only is this, I think, Jim's last shot at getting a real NFL um, coaching head coaching opportunity, it's also because you look at the future of Michigan, it ain't bright. And that's part of the reason why I think, if not now, when, if he can't get hired after two consecutive 13-0 seasons and three straight Big Ten titles, you look at what's coming down the pike, the NCAA is going to hammer down Michigan this offseason. The sign stealing investigation is still going on. Remember, the three-game suspension Jim Harbaugh served at the beginning of the year, not the end of the year, the beginning of the year, was self-imposed because Michigan was trying to placate the NCAA because they wanted blood, and they are still investigating that initial set of violations Jim Harbaugh um, committed before all the sign stealing stuff came out. So Jim Harbaugh has two different NCAA investigations Currently open, currently being investigated, and currently awaiting NBA pun- uh, and and uh, NBA NCA punishment for. So I think he's going to be suspended, part of, if not all of, the entire 2024 season. 
You look also to this Michigan roster, a lot of guys I think are going to the NFL next year. So that roster's, I think, really going to be turned over. And a lot of talent is going to leave Ann Arbor after this college football playoff uh, is completed. And so with the incoming punishment, with the outgoing talent, I don't think Michigan's going to be anywhere near as dominant and good next year as they were each of the last three years. So the results, I think, are not going to be as pretty as they were recently. Not to mention, again, you're going to have probably eight, nine different NFL head coaching jobs open this offseason. If Jim Harbaugh can't get one this offseason, he's never getting one. He's never getting one. He's never going back to the NFL. I think, though, he is going to leave. I think he is going to get a job. And you know where I think it's going to be? The spot that makes the most sense for him. The New England Patriots. I think they're going to move off of Bill Belichick. And I don't think they're going to fire, trade Bill Belichick, then promote uh, Gerard Mayo, who's basically Bill Belichick 2.0. I don't think they're going to trade for Mike Vrabel and bring a different Belichick disciple to town. Like, I think if, if you're Robert Kraft and you decide to move off of Bill Belichick, you're also moving off of the Belichick way. You're getting a whole new system, a whole new voice, a whole new identity with your team. And Jim Harbaugh, who is used to having control, and Robert Kraft is used to giving his head coach control in terms of being a GM, you bring Jim Harbaugh in with a pedigree of winning, I mean, it's too much for Robert Kraft to pass up. So my prediction is that not only is Jim Harbaugh coaching the NFL next season, I think the spot he is coaching is the New England Patriots. It'd be different. It would be definitely, I mean, you talk about an absolute culture shock. I mean, most right head coaching changes usually are that. If you have an offensive mind head coach that's sunk, you usually bring a defensive guy in. If you're bringing a, a, bringing a pre, uh, if you have a player-friendly coach who wasn't getting the job done, you usually bring in more of a disciplinarian. Going from Bill to Jim. Whew, talk about a culture shock. All right, when we return here, speaking of head coach openings, I think the Buffalo Bills head coach opening is going to be available starting this Sunday. I'll tell you why I think Sean McDermott will be fired after the Chiefs game when we return. It's Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio.